Welcome to the Go Big Redcast with Dave, Honky, Boomer, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast with our special Lunchcast edition. And we have a very special guest today, Husker offensive lineman, Kevin Williams Jr. Welcome, hey, Kevin. What's good? How are you living? Oh, I'm doing well, man. I'm I'm super, super hyped to have you here on the on the Redcast. Uh, you are my first official interview and my first official guest, but more importantly, the first Husker player to come on to the Redcast. So it's kind of a big deal for us. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, you're a Husker now. You went to UNC, which is right up the street from me, about six blocks here in Greeley, Colorado. Uh, I had the pleasure of watching you play over there. You now moved over into Husker Nation, and you came over almost immediately after you entered the transfer portal. So why don't you tell me a little bit of what, about what it was like in this process to become a Husker? Because I know that in high school, you know, you had your challenges as far as just getting noticed and being recruited through that point. And then you ended up going to UNC on a full scholarship. And then, you know, you left, moved to the transfer portal and almost immediately recruited by a bunch of different division one schools. So tell me about that, you know, maybe give me a little bit more background. So uh, in high school, honestly, that's why I kind of harp on academics. When I get to talk to kids, as far, especially like high school athletes a lot because I hurt my recruiting a lot. Uh, I had a lot of power five schools and FBS schools kind of come into school all the time and recruit me, call me out of class and coaches would talk to me all the time, but they could never offer me because I was a late qualifier. So uh, really prioritize the school now is one of my biggest things as far as talking to kids because even after football is done, your degree was going to get you paid. So that hurt my recruiting out of high school was being a late qualifier. UNC was one of the first schools to really kind of gamble on me. And like you are saying, like uh, if you're eligible by the time signing day comes or when you graduate, let a full ride for you. So I rocked with them and I committed to them and, and uh, everything worked out there. So I'm excited for the stories and experiences I have from UNC. But with the portal this time, it was just more interesting as uh, a lot of the coaches that have recruited me are at different schools. Now I'm a different player. I'm a different prospect. Uh, I'm not coming in as a freshman to develop. I'm coming in to come play. So the, this prioritizing recruitment as far as with coaches, how they approached it was a lot different as well. Uh, you can kind of see a lot more from the business side of recruiting in college football as you get older. So being a grad transfer was definitely an experience that it was fun. It was very fun. That week went by fast. It was stressful, but my phone stayed ringing. It was crazy. Yeah. I read a bunch about you and, and tried to look up as much information as I could. And, and just, you know, what, what coaches showed up from the Huskers that, you know, basically, I mean, I can only assume that that was going to be your number one school because you're an Omaha native, but I also know mm -hmm. that like you kind of wondered about like why schools in Nebraska weren't taken a chance on you, right? Coming out of high school is, is from what I can understand from, from some answers you did in some previous interviews. So, you know, what was it about it this time where you chose Nebraska? Well, the first thing was uh, I had a little bit of animosity towards the university at first, kind of going, you know, thinking back like who recruited me, who passed on me and who kind of didn't want me. But I had to realize that that was an old regime. That was an old staff. That was Coach Riley's staff. That wasn't Coach Frost's staff. And I had to kind of put that past and also kind of look at the aspect of what's the best case scenario for me and the team that, I, that can be a good fit that I can come in and play and help me accomplish my goals. You know, I want to go play at the next level in the league and have a successful career up there. So I was really looking for a platform to go kind of showcase my talents and be able to make that happen as well. So that was really my whole goal going into the portal, rather than being power five or just FBS. I just wanted to go to a school where I could be on a platform to not only showcase my talents, but have a you know, realistic shot to make it to the next level. 
And when Nebraska came knocking, as everything kind of unfolded and more and more information came, it's just kind of like in-house stuff. It's like it made it made the most sense to come to Nebraska. I was kind of curious a little bit too. Uh, what's that been like? The culture that you're coming into. I mean, there's there's been a lot of recruits that are on campus already this semester, right? You know, a lot of transfers, uh, junior college transfers, um, transfers from other schools like LSU and um, geez, a, a few other places, especially along the offensive line. Where do you see your role on that? Are you going to be a starter this year? I mean, obviously, in your head, that's that's where you want to be. But I didn't go anywhere to go to the bench. You know, that's the plan. I came here to compete. <laughs> I'm going to play. And I came here to help us win. Whether that be tackle or guard, whatever helps the team win, I'm going to play whatever. So on, on the offensive line, what's your specialty? Me, I just like physicality, uh, competing. I like, like I said, I feel like I'm efficient at tackle and guard. If I can play both. You know, guard is a little bit more nasty, kind of fight fight big boys. It's not, not as, like, technique sound. As far as being at tackle, you got to be a technician. Everything's about, you know, leverage, aim points, having your hands right, feet right, because you're dealing with smaller athletes that are kind of quicker. When you get into that guard spot, it's more like trench-like, you know, so it's really a fight. So I think I have more fun at guard because you don't have to think as much. You don't have to be as, as in tune. You can kind of be a little bit more wild. But I also love tackle, too, just to show that even though I'm big, I can move and I can be disciplined and I can be a technician as well. I've read a lot of different reports. So you tell me, I, the biggest I've seen you reported at is six foot six, 350 pounds. Mm. I've also seen six, five, two twenty or three twenty three. So where, where are you at right now? As far as size wise? So if I'm playing taco, I want to get down to three thirty. That's okay. my, I'm working at Guyana right now. I'm, I'm at three forty right now, three forty two. Okay. So the goal is three thirty okay. and uh, get my body, body uh, fat percentage below uh, 28%. Okay. So that's the goal right now. Um, I have been up, but I got out of high school. I was like 370, 380. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's, it's been a journey as far as how much weight goes up and down, up and down. My freshman year, I lost like 60 pounds, but I lost it the wrong way. Uh, I just kind of wasn't really eating right. Okay. And, you know, that's another thing about Nebraska that I love is the resources here. <clears throat> I don't have any of these resources at UNC as far as the training table, you know, the weight room we have, indoor. And, like, we do energy, we do mat drills up here, 6 a.m. runs, and they're hard and challenging. But in my head, it's like it's already a blessing because I'm inside. As at UNC, we're out there five degrees rolling in snow, you know. So everything from that aspect, I feel I'm appreciative for my experience I've had in the past because it kind of humbled me and makes you not take anything for granted. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I guess one of the other things, too, is that I noticed um, as far as when you were talking about technique or just being able to block, especially with the big guys on the outside, you have a little bit of background in martial arts growing up. Didn't you uh, do some martial arts? And then um, my trainer, actually, I work with at home, Tyree Wagner. When we do like mat drill or not mat drills, like bag drills and stuff for football and footwork stuff, we do like Muay Thai stuff too. Kind of get used to like kicking and punching. You know, his whole point was if I can be this big and do that, then doing all line stuff is gonna be easy. Yeah. So like even when we're doing agility stuff, I, I like to work out with like skilled players like running back to receivers and stuff, just because I know their footwork stuff is a lot more complicated and you gotta be a lot more in tune with your body to control yourself. So when you get back to going to do all line work, now it feels like second nature. It's way easier to do so as opposed to going to go make a cut like a 220 pound back, you know? So Terry uh, Wagner, he's an, he's an old NFL player too, right? Yeah. So that's great. So is there going to be any like Lynn Swan style ballet lessons in your, in your future too, you know, to really help you with that? Extra? <laughs> <laughs> so those tire drills, we're seeing the videos of everything like that, you know, tell us a little bit about those. Cause it, it's funny. You go on Twitter and you see people talking about it and they're like, Oh, well, those tires aren't going to help you. It's wrong technique, but Tell us how those are helping you. What, what are those, uh, you know, doing for the rest of the team? So that was actually tug of war. We do that after that's mattress I was referring to. Uh, so twice a week now, we kind of go wake up 6 a.m. We have a team run. 
It's a, a set of circuits, a series of circuits are like 10 circuits. We got two water stations, eight drills. And it's all conditioning. You split up in teams, you get points for every rep, whether you do it right or you do it wrong, take away points. And it's a competition. Uh, you do it to win, but you got to work. You know, right now we're at three minutes and 30 seconds, I want to say, per station. Okay. In a rotation. So at, at the end, we always do a competition. The first day we did a last man setting up down competition. I believe the second day we did like a, a relay. It was a series of pushing a sled 100 yards and then like people had to backpedal and run. So like it's a sense of getting competition going where you kind of get everybody fired up in the morning. It kind of wakes you up a little bit. And tug of war, I honestly, was like my favorite one so far. It's been fun just because you kind of get to see like it's one-on-one, you versus them, who's going to win. You know what I mean? It's a 10-yard window. You got to drag somebody five yards and you don't get drugs. So it kind of just activates that dog as that aspect of like, no, we're here to come. We're here to play. We're here to compete. We're going to get it. And it's not so much for football. But it's more so your mentality and how you approach. You know, our coaches are real big on intent and how you go about everything. So if your intent is not there, there's no point in doing anything. So where are you in the competition? What rank are you right now? Right now I'm running with the twos. You are. You're running with the twos. But, I mean, is that as far as, like, the points go? Because you said you get points for these for the, each one of these competitions. Like, are you uh, – is that, like, how they're doing it as well? Kind of where you're going to be as so a like starter? No, very – so we still have about two and a half weeks left of Matt Drews. So okay. they'll give us our totals. They'll give us our totals. So we have a session tomorrow, actually, another uh, Madrid tomorrow. So, so is like, this you know, like the Harry have, Potter different houses type of thing competing? It's like kind of. So like every team, so there's like eight <laughs> teams. Every team has like two big guys, you know, three or four smiths, and then uh, three or four skill players. Okay. So split up pretty evenly just kind of for those aspects of competition and stuff. But literally it's more so to kind of track like who's going hard, who's kind of – you know, not going hard, who's being disciplined with stuff, who's listening to directions, who's doing drills correctly. Because like my team, my team actually kind of hurt right now. We have five guys out. So oh. we have like guys rotating for all these stations. Other teams You're making excuses teams. already, man. No, I'm not. No, I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Um, obviously, the offensive side of the ball for the Huskers this year is going to look completely different. We got a new quarterback. Uh, we actually have two new quarterbacks coming in from the transfer portal that, that are going to be competing in camp. You've got a bunch of guys on the O-line. You've got brand new wide receivers coming in. You've got brand new running backs coming in. You've got a brand new offensive coordinator and and Mark Whipple, right? So, I mean, everything is going to look different on the offensive side of the ball. But the biggest thing about the Big Ten, and anybody will tell you this, is the trenches, right? The Big Ten has played in the trenches, and that's you. So with Rayol in there, he's got that NFL coaching experience that he's coming over. Um, you know, and I can't think of any way where that is a bad thing. So can you tell me a little bit about what the scheme is going to look like? Maybe give us some insider information on that. I can't give you too much inside. More <laughs> so a lot of points on the board and playing physical. You know, win, lose, or draw, they're going to feel us in the morning, especially up front. We're coming off the ball. We're running at you. We're here to, you know, be aggressive. We're here to compete. It's going to be a fight all day, all long, all night, you know. So that's really the intent. And that's what I love about Rayola, uh, even with his technique he's teaching you got to be in shape. You know, everything is, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You got to run. Everything's running. Uh, there's no choppy steps. And uh, it's physical. It's physical football. Hard-nosed, old-school football. And that's what I love. That's what I fell in love with watching as a kid. And that's what I kind of was naturally doing when I would play. And I had to kind of go revert back to other habits and techniques. So going back to, like, what you kind of know naturally feels a lot better. And I think a lot of guys in the room like it, too. What team did you grow up watching? I, I think we I'll talked about this a little bit, but, uh, you know, you're, you said your dad was a fan of a certain team, and I get made fun of here on the Redcast a lot. So what, what team was your dad a fan of when you were growing up? He is a Raiders oh. fan. Oh, okay. So, yeah, watching that hard-nosed physical football. 
I mean, you're you're 23. So you would have, you would have been about five or six when they, when they actually made the Super Bowl. So, you know, that would have been, I was a little bit older than that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what, what's your relationship been like with these teammates? I mean, this is a whole new group of guys coming in on the offensive side. Right. And I read an article and uh, listened to an interview with uh, Casey Thompson, where he said that one of the first things he did was come on campus and he took the offensive line out to dinner. So were you part of that group? Yeah, yeah, no, it was fun. The first day you got, or not the first day, the first week you got here, because then we report, uh, the first week you got is a lot of stuff to do as far as just testing and getting cleared and a lot of medical stuff, academic stuff. So you don't really get to be with the team the first three or four days. So as soon as he got cleared, yeah, we went to uh, Rodizio Grill. He took us out to dinner. We had a good time. It was fun. Did you order the most expensive thing on the menu? So it's a buffet. So it's all you can eat steak, Brazilian steakhouse. So like it's oh. a flat rate. They bring all different types of meat to the table and you just tell them yes or no. But yeah, they were, we definitely, we put a hold on them for sure. Oh, now, now that you mentioned that too, I, I kind of remember when my wife and I came out for the CU game about what, two or three years ago now. Um, that's where we went to dinner at, at the end of the night, you know? So it wasn't hopping downtown as much as it was. Hopefully you can bring some of that happiness back, um, which brings me to the next question, which is, how do you see the Huskers this year? I mean, like if you had to look at some of the games ahead, what game are you looking forward to the most on that schedule? And, and you're not allowed to say the next one. No, honestly, I'm, I'm really looking forward to every single one. Keep every single one. All right. All right. I love football. You know, I love the competition. I love the process. I love, I love even off season doing the workouts and stuff like growing up, watching the movies and seeing athletes do what they do. Like this is stuff I love to do. So the whole process of going through a season and, you know, week in, week out, you got to compete because any given Saturday, somebody can win. If you don't yeah. come out to play, you can be the number one team in the nation. You come out, don't come out to play, you're not going to win that game. So that's it's just a matter true. of knowing that week in, week out, you got to be disciplined and stay tuned with yourself, stay tuned with your teammates and stay tuned with your assignments. That's what the beauty of it is for me. So I'm really looking forward to every single one. The Smart first one man, no, no billboard material, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you're traveling to Ireland. I mean, that's the first game. I've never yeah. been there, so that's going to be an experience as well. You know, it's a business trip, so I don't really get to see much, but it's definitely going to be surreal kind of being out there and being on a plane that long. And it'd be fun being at that stadium as well. Yeah. You ever traveled overseas? I've been to Panama. You've been to Panama. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, well, I've been to Europe a couple of times myself, and I'll tell you, you're going to have a great time. Uh, the people over there are super super nice very hospitable and at least in my experience every time i've ever been over there and i was about to say you know it's a completely different culture which brings me to the next question what's the culture feel like around the team in the locker room are you friends with guys on the defense as well as on the offense like how is that working out so we don't get to see the defense much we only see when we're doing our team runs and then we'll live from time to time together but like yeah i mean i'm cool with everybody for the most part i'm pretty comfortable Uh, i've always been able to get along with anybody and always been able to be professional. Even if you don't get, like like each other, we can still work together. So I've always been pretty personable and uh, kind of approachable with that. So in that aspect, you know, I'm excited. Uh, from what I've been told, though, from people that have been here, this culture is already totally different from what it was before. Like just how the vibe around the team is, the camaraderie, you know, people kind of getting under getting things done and the intent we have behind the work we do is, is totally different is what I've been told. So, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, it feels good. It feels right. Um, we're, putting it, we're putting it in work. You know, it's the only thing we're not doing. We're not just sitting here. You know what I'm saying? Slacking off. So, yeah, it's just the, we're going in the right direction. We got the right coaches putting in the right stuff. And it's just a matter of putting the pieces together in spring. 
music to my ears, man. I, just so you know, I am on record with the show and I've been getting some hate email lately, actually, on the Redcast, um, because I firmly believe that you guys are going to be bull eligible by at least by the latest week seven or week eight, right? Like, so that means you're going to have six wins by the time you're walking in, walking in week seven, week eight. I'm personally, I'm going to be at the spring game in April. I'm going to be in New Jersey for the Rutgers game. My sister lives a 10 minute train ride from, from the field there. Um, I might even come out for the Oklahoma game if I can get out there that weekend. Right. Um, and I'm psyched for the, for it. I mean, that sounds realistic, right? I mean, six wins by week seven or eight. Yeah, for me, I, I'm better myself every single time. You know, that's just kind of how I'm wired. And that's what I, I don't care who it is. I don't care if we're going against Bama. They put on pants just like we do. So we come out to do what we're supposed to do. We come out to play and fire on all cylinders. I feel like we can beat anybody. So I'm just excited to see how it looks in the spring and how we kind of mesh, to, mesh together as well. We got some dogs came in. There were some guys, there were some dogs already here. That's people don't understand, too. This team was very young. Everybody on the team is very young. Like, even online, they were 18, 19 years old playing. And they got a lot of experience last year. That's viable. You can't coach that. So they're already polishing and stuff. They know what they they know what to expect. They've been on the field before. They've been under the light. So it's going to be a whole different uh, approach. I feel like this year. No man, that you're saying you're, it's music to my ears right now, man. I there's actually like a beat going on in my head. Just like you're getting me hyped up. So I mean, let's let's move away from football a little bit and let's talk a little bit about you because I want people to understand that there are people behind the players too, right? And something that really hit home for me about you when I was when I was reading up about you was your family has a business in Omaha, which where you're from, where you guys work with teens between the ages of like 14 to 19. Is that right? Uh, And they have mental health issues like schizophrenia, things like that. And you were kind of at home for a little while during the pandemic and you were working with those kids yourself. You know, tell me a little bit about that. Is that something like as far as, you know, if football doesn't work out as a career for you, are you planning on going into the family business and doing that? Because me personally, I worked um, in facilities like that uh, in college. And actually, that was my first uh, professional career was as a psychiatric technician in a couple of state hospitals in Northern California. So um, tell me a little bit about that and kind of your passion for that, because um, we're big on, on uh, mental health here in this house. My wife has a master's in public health. So, you know, feel free to, to talk about that a little bit. Uh, for me, it really starts with my pops. Really all credits to him. He built something out of nothing, to be honest. Uh, he kind of, he grew up with it. So the job I have now as a behavioral technician, he kind of raises up that job. Uh, and the impact he had on the community and a lot of kids he worked with, like I would go to the Boys and Girls Club and playing with kids and stuff and then on my dad, but I never knew the relationship they had with him as therapist to client kind of thing or mentor to client or even a behavioral tech to client. And they always, you know, were real high on him and the, the, the effects that he had on them. So kind of growing up with that lens of seeing like, okay, I'm a kid and my peers are rocking on my dad. What is he doing? You know, I didn't, I didn't know. So once I started figuring out what he actually was doing, the field he was in and how it worked, I kind of fell in love with it. It's like, okay, I, th- I think I can do that too. And then we have the same name too. So I'm always, I'm, I'm big Kev now, but I'm still little Kev and all my uncles and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> but no, he, uh, he really showed us kind of how to go about, you know, showing people that have mental illness and people that have a hard time to, you know, live a day-to-day life. They still deserve a good life. You know what I mean? So you're all type of horror, st- horror stories and, terrible things that happen in group homes, we try to make sure that doesn't happen in ours. You know, make sure these kids get fed, they get spoiled. You know, if you're good, you're going to get a lot of clothes. You're going to get, you're going to get taken care of. You're going to have fun. And it's not a facility. So all of our homes are actual houses. So the kids kind of get deinstitutionalized in that sense where they're not in a cell or a building that's locked up and, you know, they're 
kind of on a schedule. He's like, yeah, you're on a schedule, you're on a program, you have to do everything right, and you have rules, but you're in a house setting with staff that's personable, with peers that are personable, and the conversations we can have are a lot more real, and they, I feel like they hit home a lot better because we're in an actual home setting. And, uh, yeah, that's something I plan on going into is mental health. I'm working on my master's now in child youth development, and uh, it's been a journey. Uh, I've enjoyed it. And uh, work doesn't feel like work when I'm at work because it's essentially glorified babysitting. And so kids are acting up, then you got to work. But it's definitely like something, it's, a, it's something to see when you see kids come in as the worst kid in the state and nobody wants to deal with them or they put up with them and they give, give up on them. And then by the time they leave our program, everybody wants them. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it, it shows you that with time, effort, and consistent support, that youth development is something that needs to be prioritized for us, especially in America, because a lot of kids don't get that. A lot of kids are just missing out on somebody to just give, sit down two minutes with them, talk to them, you know, sit down, write down their goals, and show them how to get there. And also having being an example for them to show them like, yo, this is what it looks like to do this. Or if you get upset, it's okay. That's how you cope with it. Um, it's just, a, it's a really a lot in the field as far as what you can apply and give these kids as far as tools to survive. And that's what we want to do. That's just amazing. Yeah. I, I personally, I worked in some of those group homes, but it was with adults mostly. Um, and they, they had been run through the system their entire life. And I did a lot of, um, day programs and then i would do overnights at some of these houses where you go in around dinner time and you're there until they get up in the morning and go off to their day programs which of course i was basically driving them and myself to work so you know there'd be times where i didn't go back to my house for two three days at a time because i was working double shifts and back and forth and so i know i yeah i know i know that grind i i I really do and and man i can't tell you you know, how much I can appreciate the good that you're doing in the community when you do stuff like that. And not to say that I speak for everyone, but I can thank you for, I'm sure, a majority of, of the community in, in doing that kind of work. I appreciate it. I'm for my pops. If I can have half the effect on the community he had, then I'm winning. So, yeah, he sounds like the type of man I'd love to meet. The next question I have for you is you live in Greeley for what, four years? Yep. What was your favorite? What what what's your favorite type of food? First of all, I gotta I, I want to know this. I'm not gonna lie, I'm fat. I like everything. If it's good, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah? What was your favorite Mexican food restaurant here in Greeley? Uh, El Cielo. El Cielo, yeah, we love yeah. that place. Yeah, they got they they got they have some bomb mole there. Like that's that's what I get. I get the mole platter, right? Um, personally, I'm a Los Camales guy because they got the, the, I think they have the best, ta- they have the best tacos in town right there. Right. Like uh, yeah. now, uh, what about, what about, do you ever, did you ever, uh, partake in any of the breweries here? No, I did not. I'm not really oh, you a did real, not- uh, beer fan. I know Greeley was real big on breweries and stuff, but I just, I'm not a beer fan. Yeah. Personally. I mean, I actually work for the local newspaper here in town, the, the Tribune. Okay, wow. So I'm sure that you probably met like what Bobby Fernandez a few times. Uh, he's a, he's a coworker of mine. Um, I'm, in, I'm more on the marketing side of things though. So, um, you know, I'm sure that you're, you're familiar with some of that and it's just really cool talking to you. Cause I know that some of these things that you, you know, you, you've actually experienced, you know, being my neighbor for a little while, I guess you could say, um, sure. what was your favorite breakfast spot in town? Ooh, uh, butters. Butters. Yeah. That place is really good. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, I think they're the only one. They're the only one in town that actually has like the all you can drink mimosas on uh, brunches or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, even if you're not drinking, you're probably going with people that are, and that's a that's a good place to go. Um, now, let me ask you: Do you have any? What What are some of your outside interests? Your hobbies? 
Uh, honestly, I'm a true athlete. I do. I feel like everything I do essentially is around football. I love to work out. Kind of like we'll do. Okay. I go play basketball. I'm, I'm competitive. I like kicking it with friends and family. I'm real family oriented. Uh, if, you, if I'm not doing something as far as for school or football, I'm probably with one of my cousins or my brothers or something kicking it. And uh, really, I will say my days are, are spontaneous. You never know what's going to happen or what we're going to get into. Just we end up having fun. Uh, I, I, I go on hikes. You know, I can sit in the house and watch movies. Uh, we can. Go play football, I can go play 707. I can go play basketball. We can go do lacrosse. Anything we want to go do, I'm really kind of open book and I'm, I always like trying new stuff. Did you play, say lacrosse? Yeah, we could try lacrosse. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever's up, you know, I'm always kind of down for as long as I'm with my uh, friends and family. I'm really down for whatever. I kind of just appreciate time. You know, you got a lot of loved ones here that you never know where they're going to be going. So you got to cherish the time when you got them. Man, I, I have to tell you that. No truer statement, man. The last, especially the last couple of years, it just feels like if, if you haven't lost a family member, you know somebody who has, and you know it's it's yeah. been a lot. La- it's been a rough couple of years. Um, no, that's that's absolutely movie. amazing. Yeah, like if you can't tell behind me, man, I'm I'm a big comic book guy. You know, like I still I still read comic books. You know, superheroes, things like that. Do you do you have a favorite superhero? Is any of those kind of movies? Growing up, Spider Man was my guy. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I remember Spider Man was my guy. I also love Hulk. Hulk was my guy too. But then I feel like they kind of made him kind of soft in the last few movies. So I was kind of disappointed in that he wasn't. He didn't have his mean streak. But <laughs> well, there's a there's a whole new Hulk series out now, written by my favorite writer Donny Cates that that's going on. And then they just uh, they just had the Immortal Hulk series too. Where so they're toughing him up just for you, I think. You know, so and and speaking, I mean, you're stick, you're six five, three hundred fifty pounds. I can I can only imagine why Hulk could relate to you. You know, and I was trying to imagine you running around with a lacrosse stick in your hand. It probably looks like a toothpick. So, you know, I usually don't do much with the actual ball. I like to hit, shove, go trip, (laughs) (laughs) knock the guys over as opposed to getting the ball, huh? So you guys start practice here in a couple weeks. You know, the spring game's coming up April 9th. What are you most looking forward to over the next month and a half? Competition. I'm excited to compete. You know, it's a big spring for not only me, but the team. And what we're going to look like and what we're going to have, you know, bring to the table as far as for the fall. So I'm excited, really. That's why I really can believe it at that. I'm just, I'm geeked. I can't wait. You know, football takes care of itself typically. You know, as far as you got to do all the the right stuff off the field and do the little things right and, you know, go to meetings, eat right, live, take care of your body. But when it comes to football, I've always been a true believer that as long as I just do what I'm supposed to do, it's going to take care of itself. So I'm just excited to compete. So what number are you going to be wearing out there this year? Seven eight. Seven eight. Now, is there a reason for that? Because you wore seven eight at UNC. So, I you was know, seven was nine that... at UNC. oh, you so, were seven nine at UNC. All right. Yeah. So, uh, in high school, I wore seven eight, and coming back to Nebraska, I was just like, you know, I might as well go back to what I know. That's what I kind of left with when I had came to UNC. Somebody had seven eight, and I wanted seven eight, and then we we did a lot of losing in seven nine. So I'm done with the losing. So going back to what I know, we did a lot of winning in high school. So seven eight is my number. Man. That is that is the attitude I want to hear. You you know you can go with that winning attitude all day long, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm I'm really looking forward to, um, you know now I'll definitely be keeping an eye on you in the in the spring game because I'll be I'll be up there, um, you know sitting right sitting down there uh, near the field. So I'm I'll be having a good time doing that, watching you guys play and compete. And um, do you think you'll be running with the first or seconds come spring game? I mean, my goal is to be with the ones. You know, I came here to play. That's the expectation. That's my goal. That's what I'm working for, and that's what I'm going to keep striving to do. You know, so, yeah, that's my goal is to be with the ones. All right. Well, I was hoping to get some questions from on the YouTube stream here because we have had people watching, but, you know, nobody's actually sent anything up over into here. 
Do you have any questions for me? Anything you want to know about like Nebraska fans or like things people putting out there? What are y'all? What are y'all biggest? Uh, like, what are y'all looking forward to the most as far as seeing a new team and what's to, what's to be brought up to attention in the spring? Like, what are you guys looking for? Well, so personally, as as a Redcast as a whole, um, we just want to see winning again. You know, all of us are from the era. Um, you know, I was born in in 1974, so you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of Husker winning, um, and even up until 2010, 2000. 11, 12, you know, when they were winning nine, 10 games a year, right? I mean, I'm sure you've been watching the Huskers, even if you weren't playing, like you've been watching the Huskers your whole life. So it always felt like they were right on the verge right there, right? Um, during the Polini times, um, Riley, things kind of got stopped up a little bit. The first few years here of, of Frost tenure, you know, haven't been what everyone expected it to be. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of that isn't all on Frost himself, but I think it's a lot too on the culture that he has to rebuild you know now he's got uh trev on his side doing all that so really we just want to see the winning man like that's and and it feels like last year just felt like they were so close and based on everything that you're saying today i mean it sounds and i'm just going to assume that everyone else in that room has the same you know positive mental attitude that you've got we just want to keep seeing that man. We, and, and, you know, at no point do we want to see like those shoulders down. We don't want to see, you know, we want to see those heads high the entire, the entire game, every game. And just being able to go from that one score loss to a 40 point win. That's all we ask for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every part of bringing back is definitely that tradition of knowing that, you know, dominating, you know, domination, you know, consistency as far as playing physical, like they won't feel us in the morning. They're going to wake up and know they played the high school. So that's been, a, that's been a real big priority with all the coaching staff. And, and I feel like we're going to bring it. I feel like we got, we got the person that to do so. We got the person that to be successful. We got the coaches to be successful. So we got the scheme. It's just a matter of doing it now and putting it together. I'm excited. Like, I can't, I can't wait. And so am I. And, and will you say that one more time? They're going to wake up in the morning and know they played the Huskers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to feel us for sure. It's not going to feel good at all. That's good. Actually, we did get a question here real quick all of a sudden. And if you don't mind, stick around for a couple more minutes. All right. Um, Abby Harris, she's one of our uh, avid listeners. She's she's probably one of the best Twitter followers out there, too. If if you don't follow Abby, you probably should. Um, She wants to know, what's the biggest thing you've taken from each team you've played for from high school? She said, V up, baby. I don't know what that means, but I know you do. Um, to Northern Colorado, to this time in Nebraska already. What have you taken with you each step of the way? I feel like the biggest thing I've taken from me from each step would be uh, betting on yourself. You got to be confident in yourself. Because uh, you have a lot of people that tell you that you can't do a lot of things or don't want you to do certain things, whether they don't like you or hate on you or whatever it may be. You got to be consistent and know that if you believe in yourself, it don't really matter what anybody else thinks. So it's been all different types of adversity I've had to face further in high school and in college at North V up. That's what she's talking about. Vikings, you know, a blue for all to this. So shout out real quick. But even at Northern Colorado, you know, it's going through different adversity as far as I went from a winning program in high school to where you want to see the first few years were real slow. You know, we were losing a lot. And mentally that took a toll on me. So it was like, how do you go out to work every single day? You putting in all this work and you still coming up short. So it's just a matter of staying true to yourself and staying in tune with yourself and knowing like, okay, I know I can do this. I know I can be successful. I got what it takes. It's nothing. It ain't nothing to it but to do it at this point. I got to do it. All right. And then, um, actually, other members of the Go Big Redcast have, have gone on here, and they want to know 
Um, as an Omaha native yourself and, and a kid playing football growing up in Omaha, how important do you think it was for Coach Frost to send the entire staff out to Omaha for the coaching clinic the other, the other week? It was, I feel like they're definitely prioritizing getting Omaha kids back up here. You know, back when they won those championships, a lot of that team had a lot of Omaha and Nebraska natives. So I know they're prioritizing getting a lot more kids up here where they feel how prioritizing recruiting and then, you know, they're getting a jump start on it. And I'm actually excited to see how that goes because there's a lot of talent in the Metro football and basketball, you know, where it's like they can come up here and help. You know, we can't keep losing kids to other places when we need to need to win here. So I'm excited to see how that goes, too, as far as the future, because you can definitely tell that they're trying to prioritize and getting this thing right, what it's supposed to be. Uh, Coach Frost is from here. You know, he knows what it's like to play with that. You're standing on your chest. So uh, I'm excited to see that. They're, they're doing everything in the right direction. Uh, that's what I can say. I can support it all the way, and I'm here for it, and I'm bought in. That's something we're big on at the Redcast is in-state recruiting, right? We're, we're talking that uh, – I think Honky calls it like the the 400 mile radius or something like that, right? Where getting kids from within that radius. Because I did also read, and I didn't want to bring it up, but you almost ended up being a Hawkeye. Yeah. Right. Oh man, that would have that would have been a horrible decision <laughs> on your part. I just want you to know that of all the life decisions you've made so far, to not be a Hawkeye was probably the best one you've made. So, you know, congratulations on that um, again. And thank you again so much for coming on today. Um, thanks to everyone who came on and, and watched the interview today. Everyone who's going to be listening to in the future. And from there, that's a go big Redcast. Hoda Media Production.